0: Ryan Padilla as a guest from Metro, and we're going to talk about nutrition. Everything from losing weight to improving your performance and building muscle, all with using your nutrition as fuel. I promise we didn't keep it too technical, long, and boring, so I think you'll enjoy it. There's some really good information in there, so stick around. Before we jump into the interview with Ryan, I just want to share a little word from our sponsors. First of all, friend of the show, former guest, at badass ultra runner, and quite a good pickleballer has a little something to tell you about Squirrel's Nut Butter.
1: Squirrel's Nut Butter keeps you chafe safe and it's my go-to lube for all things
0: endurance. This is Michael Wardian. I hope you give it a try. You won't be disappointed. New word there, chafe safe. This is a chafe safe zone, people. Big thanks to Michael for that. You can find Squirrel's Nut Butter at squirrelsnutbutter.com, on Amazon, and at all the cool running stores. There's also MetPro. They're online at metpro.co and at metproco on Instagram. You will hear a lot more about them during this podcast, and all the links and everything will be on the website and in the show notes. And just want to give a quick Miles with Marty Saturday shout out to the three ladies in the 100 Miles with Marty project. Dr. Amber Orman, Kelly Lomax, and Cassie Cohen. They are all doing amazing right now in their training. I've been texting with them back and forth recently, and they're all doing really well. Excited to share their journey. We'll be doing another update in a couple weeks. Probably we'll talk to their coaches again, before we talk to the ladies and just to see how things are going with them. But, uh, I'm really excited about their progress. And here is a list of all the cool sponsors for the 100 miles with Marty project. First off is St. Pete running company. This is a little running store down in St. Pete, Florida. They have a huge selection of running shoes and apparel. They've got a website where they sell all of their products. And they are giving a 15% discount to all the Miles of Marty listeners. So shop with these people. Check them out. You'll be amazed at how much you can save on running shoes. I bought me a pair of Street uh, Saucony Endorphin Pro 3s, and I got them for under 200 bucks uh, with that discount, and uh, it was well worth it. I love those shoes for running on the roads. That code is Marty15, and I'll have a link to the website in the show notes and on my website. Check them out, please. And for races, check out Revolution Running and Rough Runners Run for a Reason. Revolution running is hosting the bootlegger's hundred miler in April and rough runners run for a reason is hosting the bronze dragonfly at the end of April. These are the two races that the hundred miles with Marty participants are running in, but they have many other races. Both of the companies do. Um, and they are awesome humans that, that run those companies. They do a lot of good for the communities that they're in. And, uh, I wish you would support them and go to their races and uh, tell them thanks for supporting 100 Miles with Marty Project. For coaches, we've got Run Natural Coach Don Lizenby on the east coast of Florida. Run Fluent Fuel Wise with Chris and Evie Stangle. They're on the west coast of Florida, the Gulf Coast near Tampa. And then we've got Chris Triggs with Galloway Customized Training Plants. There, he's up in uh, North Florida. Northeast Florida, too. But the fact that they're in Florida is not important. They all do online coaching and are all very good at it. And they do everything from couch to 5K to all the way up to 100, 200 miles. And as I said, they are very good at it. So check, check in with them, do a free consultation, and see if they can help you reach those New Year's resolutions if you got them. Links to their website will be on my website and in the show notes. Without much more delay, we're going to jump right into the interview with Ryan Padilla of MetPro. But I just want to stress to you before that MetPro is not just about losing weight. I needed to lose weight. There are a whole, not a whole lot of ultra runners out there that need to lose weight like me. But I've got this problem with being entitled after running long miles that I need to eat a lot. But anyway, they also can help you to use your food and metabolism to increase your performance, to improve your performance, and to increase uh, muscle. And so check out the interview and, you know, give them a call if you're interested and do a free consultation. I think you might be
1: surprised. Brian.
0: Look who it is. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, pal. How are you? Good. So you ready to get it started?
1: I any, am ready when you are, sir. In any. Okay. All right.
0: all right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Miles with Marty podcast. I've got Coach Ryan Padilla with me today from MetPro. Welcome, Ryan.
1: Right, thanks for having me, Marty. It's it's the pleasure's online. all
0: mine. Yeah, same here, buddy. Uh, Ryan is my coach with MetPro, and uh, most people know my story, but I reached out to MetPro several months ago. I want to say back in the summer because I had some issues with my body weight. And some body negativity, I guess you could say with myself. But before I jump into that story, I just want to have you, Ryan, tell us a little bit about what your background is and what MetPro is
1: all about, if you don't mind. Absolutely. I'd be glad to. So I've been in the fitness, nutrition industry for almost a decade now. Um, I was um, a biology major in college and uh, specialized in human anatomy. And also in exercise physiology. So straight out of college, it's always been a deep passion of mine. Uh, the human body and the concept of of human performance uh, was something that I fell in love with very quickly um, in the early years of college. Uh, it came from a personal passion of of bodybuilding, which um, as the years went by, through and after college, I was able to compete at a pretty high level for several years even at the national level as a heavyweight bodybuilder. Um, So that passion allowed me to transition into um, learning um, and owning uh, the skill of coaching. Um, And so I also became a a certified strength conditioning specialist um, and a nutrition specialist. So I started to dive into nutrition coaching um, in the early years after college. Um, and I did that at, at a few different places, even in the clinical setting uh, for several years. Um, but then I, I wanted to become a little bit more specialized, just um, full on uh, weight loss coaching, which is wonderful. I still have a deep passion for that. But that also then transitioned into uh, coaching individuals for sports specific, whether it be body composition change, um, athletes in particular, um, like runners or marathoners. Um, or even, um, cyclists or body composition, uh, competing athletes, much like myself, uh, that I was at that time. Uh, so I, I've done a decent amount and in, in a relatively short amount of time, I've been with, with MetPro here, uh, for a couple of years now. Um, and I love, uh, being on this team of, of coaches where we get to work one on one with our clients, um, using our, our skills that we have as coaches, um, to help. You know, direct them whatever goals they have, whether it be weight loss, whether it be body composition improvement, uh, or performance improvement with whatever their hobby or passion is. And, uh, the wonderful thing is, is that, uh, you know, how, how we approach our coaching and client care, uh, we can adhere to, Uh, almost anybody in the goals that they have for themselves.
0: Cool. So what about MetPro then? You said you've been with them a couple of years now. So so tell us a little bit about the company MetPro. Uh, I know when I was exposed to it, I heard, I think it's the owner or CEO or whatever name, Angelo. Angelo, yeah, great, awesome guy. I heard him do a podcast. I want to say yeah. on Marathon Training Academy a couple yeah. of years ago, and it really caught my attention because you could tell he was a really sharp guy and mm-hmm. he knew what he was talking about in that yeah
1: field. Yeah, so and and we have a great relationship with MTA and their podcast, and and we have the pleasure of of having a a great amount of clients, you know, from MTA. Um, And Angelo goes on as a, as a repeated guest often, Um, but MetPro, which uh, in short is for uh, metabolic profiling is um, a systematic approach that we have in general that allows us, it's, it's certainly, certainly not, you know, a cookie cutter approach to to helping people achieve their goals. Metabolic profiling is in the general sense, uh, the approach of helping uh, an individual retrain um, and focus on obtaining a metabolism that is more efficient to help them obtain their goals. And that's obtained through uh, a series of of changes to their meal plan and to their macronutrient ratios. And it's also ongoing as you've ex- experienced yourself, Marty, you know, the meal plan doesn't remain the same. It has to change because our, our me- metabolism is is always adjusting. Our bodies are um, beautiful pieces of, of biology that are always fighting for, you know, optimal performance. I mean, we, we were designed to 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 survive and to thrive. And so your metabolism is no different. It's always working to sustain. Um, And so as coaches and as individuals that want to change, we have to work together to help the body continue to work in a progressive manner.
0: Yeah. And that leads me to why I reached out because, man, when I did reach out and I could talk more about, you know, what I heard and what inspired me before I get started on me. But I heard uh, Angie, who is one of the owners of MTA, Talk about her personal experience, and I remember watching her as she went through it. And not only did she lose a significant amount of weight, that you know, and her, I think her issues might have had something to do with hormones or whatever that made her metabolism kind of lock up or whatever you call it. But more important, what got my attention was her running performance, her marathon times, and got better significantly. (laughs) So that got my attention because that's what you know, I want to lose. I knew, you know, I knew I needed. to lose some weight. But more importantly, I wanted to, when you're training for endurance events, the way that I knew to lose weight, which is basically starve yourself. Uh, you can't really mm-hmm. get better. You can't get better with your performance at the yeah. same time by doing that. And I saw that happen with her and I knew I was in over my head, you know, back in right. want to say 2014 and 15, I did lose a bunch of weight. I lost like a hundred pounds, but I didn't exist definitely the wrong way. You know, I went to the doctor and I saw that I weighed like 285 pounds and uh, it scared the crap out of me because I'm only five foot six and, you Mm -hmm. know, heart disease in the family. And I knew I needed to do something. And I came home and told my wife I was going to lose a hundred pounds and she laughed at me. But uh, Mm -hmm. when I, but what I did was I, I just, you know, I'm one of those people that believe that if you work hard enough, then you get results you know and so i started walking and i got this out you know that keeps up with your calories you know i think they call it my fitness pal or something like that and i actually started burning more calories than what i took in you know and i lost a bunch of weight and then i hit a wall and i went to see the trainer at the gym you know and it was planet fitness so he probably wasn't even really a trainer you know <laughs> Uh, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, he said, oh yeah, you got to mix it up, you know, instead of just getting on the treadmill and walking, then, you know, he had me doing stair climber and elliptical and all kind of stuff. And it, and it, you know, it, the weight started coming back off again. And I eventually lost a hundred pounds, took me about a year and a half. And I mean, I was, mm-hmm. I was spending three and a half, four hours a day in the gym and, and, you know, I would burn. Two hundred, two thousand plus calories a day, and eat like sixteen hundred, <laughs> and uh, so, and it worked. But what happened when I got into ultra running? You have to run most of your long runs really slow. I guess that's part of it. And I, I don't. And plus, I guess you feel a little more entitled because you're doing all those miles. You feel a little more entitled to not be as conscious about what you're eating. And yes. so, for whatever reason, I started gaining weight back, and I got back up there just over 200 pounds. And I had gotten down my lowest weight in the weight loss was about I think 168. I think I got mm-hmm. down to from 18 from 285. But uh, but anyway, so I, I got back when I reached out to MetPro, I was about 202 at my heaviest, you know, 202, 203, something like that. And I was frustrated because, you know, I'm one of those people that because of that weight loss, I swore I would never go back. And I could see I was going back and I couldn't stop it because I tried the starving yourself thing again. And I started getting some little niggle injuries, you know, because I wasn't. I guess because I wasn't taking in enough calories to carry or the, at least the good kind of calories to carry the training load that I was putting in, you know, or whatever. And so, you know, what for whatever reason, you know, and I'm sure, you know, you have a good answer for it. But for whatever reason, I was not losing weight, even though I would be in a calorie deficit. You know, I would burn more than I would take in, uh, but I wasn't losing any weight. And so hmm. I, I never thought that I could afford to pay somebody to do it just like a running coach. You know, I never thought I could afford to pay it. And, and that's why I'd never reached out to MetPro before that. I never thought I could afford to pay it, but when you get desperate, you find a way (laughs) yes. Yes. and uh, you do what you have to do. You know, if you have to paint a house or something on the side or give up, you know, uh, give up a luxury that you normally do. Like, you know what I did. One of the things I did is I used to get the UFC pay-per-views every time they had one. and, You know, I've given up a few of those to, you know, Mm -hmm. to pursue my goals. And so, Mm -hmm. so anyway, so, so I reached out to uh, MetPro and one of the things, the you know, they have a questionnaire that you fill out and they give you three, you know, they ask you why and, and basically what I just said about my why I put on there, but then also they ask you, do you want to increase your, improve your performance? Do you want to build muscle or do you want to lose weight or burn fat? And well, heck, I wanted to do all three, but I guess the main thing with me was I felt like I needed to lose weight because I figure 20, 30, 40 pounds less on me is less impact over the long miles of running, you know, 100 mile races. And so I felt like that was, that would improve my performance. And then once I lost the weight, then I would really put my time and energy into building muscle so that some of that loose skin would not be so floppy. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about those three things? And, you know, like I I think everybody or I know I understand the weight loss side of it. You know, I don't understand why your system, because since I came on with MetPro, I lost right at 20 pounds and Mm. maybe two and a half months or something like that. I'm not I don't remember the exact time. But it's not like I quit eating. I, I ate. Right. I felt. I felt like I ate more than I used to eat. Now it was much healthier stuff, you know. And I was had to be very disciplined about portions, you know. But but I enjoy that kind of thing. I enjoy the disciplined part of it because I'm a box checker. If you give me some boxes to check and a goal that I'm going after, I don't mind checking the boxes. So anyway, I don't want to steal your thunder, but yeah. let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, the the different goals and 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 that kind mm-hmm. of thing.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And and you're right, Marty, with a lot of your audience, uh performance is, I mean, it's it, it has to be at least one of their goals, right? Uh um and the good thing, I think the initial thing to bring up that's important is that uh, uh there's really a direct correlation uh with improving our body composition decreasing our body fat and improving performance um in, in most cases if we are if we're even approaching improving a marathon time improving a half marathon time improving we could even boil it down to improving the times on on some of your tempo runs or, or something like that um even bring it into a smaller scope. If we're focused on increasing our performance with, with talking directly, with working with a coach like me on MetPro, we're we're going to be implementing nutrition and implementing intentionality with, with the food and in, in where we are fueling our bodies, not only to work more optimally in order to perform better, but we're putting our, our body in a position metabolically where you're going to be able to burn fat better. Uh, so... I think the first thing to understand is that, and a really good thing, is we can kind of, you're going to get best bang for your buck. Uh, We're going to get a win-win in most cases where um, if we are focused on improving performance, we can certainly put our bodies in a position where we're burning body fat. But a good point that you brought up, if we are solely, solely, solely addressing caloric reduction um, and really trying to lose weight that, that in and of itself, it has to be seen as a different thing. We're not going to directly increase our performance there. Right. Um, and so, you know, here, like you've experienced, Marty, the first thing we do is we want to understand how your body works on a given intake. And so if I have an intake for you. If you think back to your baseline and, and from there, I know your training methods. Uh, I know, um, obviously what you're eating. And so just from those two variables alone, I can watch your body and how it responds, you know, just for a few days and start to make these subtle changes. Um, And we, you will start to see and feel your body perform better simply from giving you the car better fuel, right? Um, And so when we're doing that, we're also considering ratios of macronutrients to support lean tissue growth, recovery, performance, um, and also taking into account the fueling for your races, your long runs, your short runs, um, knowing that there's actually um there's intentional approaches to where we could be overfueling um during something like that to where it could be inhibiting our performance or even inhibiting um storage of that food where we could be gaining body fat by having actually too much fuel, Um, like you mentioned, where we're overeating at times, whether that's during, during the run or post-run. And so we have to look at it as well as an all-encompassing approach to nutrition where we're eating more intentional, better seven days out of the week, um, and we're going to be able to perform better on race day just because we have a, a better foundation of an approach of of increasing our performance um, there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the simplest lessons that I've learned in my short time on this program is before every marathon that I ever did, and a few ultras I would carb load the night before a race with pasta and chicken parm, you know, big meal of pasta. Sometimes it would be pizza if I couldn't find a good chicken parm somewhere. But still, I would carb load big time the night before a race. And after talking to you, I remember the first race I had when I was on this plan, you said, well, Marty, you're already during the week taking in good carbs. You don't have to load up on them the night before the race, you know. Mm -hmm. And and my understanding was... If you do it the night before the race and you just kind of ignore all the work you've been doing all week, then you're forcing your body to work harder on race day to kind of digest or process those carbs Mm. when you don't really have to do that. And so, and, and I saw immediate results that first race that I didn't go in carb load (laughs) before, because there are many races that I had that, you know, I didn't necessarily have digestive issues or, you know, upset stomach during the race at all of them. Although I did have it in several, but I definitely had it before the race, which puts you in a panic to get to the ported bodies. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? when there's long lines and and I haven't had to deal with that since that's important yeah. to her. It is. There's nothing it is. like there's nothing like waiting or being in the porta potty with one minute till start time for the race. It puts you in a bad minute yes. thing. Right. You know, yes. I mean, we can talk in ultras. We talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I you maybe can think about a client that I started working with who is a marathoner and she's had a history of GI issues. Um, and she just she was so defeated because she hadn't been able to figure it out yet um and what we're able to do is just piece piece by piece break apart her routine break apart what she is having and while adhering to the protocol that I set for her food, knowing that that's controlled, knowing that, you know, what she's eating and then assessing her pre-run ritual, what she does during the race, so on and so forth. We're able to look at her water consumption, the types of, of carbs and gels she's using during her runs, how much caffeine she's having before her runs and the amount of fiber she's eating the types of vegetables she's eating. So we're able to, I was able to assess all that with her. And she's now, it's been about 10 days of several runs where she has had zero GI um, discomfort or issues at all, where it would even be as bad as she would have to legitimately quit her run, uh, poor thing. And so it's, it's those victories too, that clients have where that obviously impacts performance. um because once you're able to start performing the way you want to perform, now you can really start chasing goals. And, and and like I said earlier, your body composition can really, and it will, it will, will, will change it, even when we're, our first priority is, is increasing performance. Um, and so uh, that, that just reminded me of that, talking about just that that GI health, because a lot of runners do experience that. Yeah.
0: Another point, I was having a conversation this past Sunday with a, a podcast guest that will be coming out in the next few days. And we were t- she's uh, mostly, she's vegan-ish is what she describes, vegan-ish, mostly yeah. vegan. But she eats really healthy. And we were talking about how we've discovered that eating smart, you know, like eating good stuff like vegetable carbs, green vegetables and fruit, healthy stuff, very, not very long ago, you know, all of those kind of foods... None of them really tasted good to me, but you get, you have a mental change in your head when you, especially if you're an athlete that wants to get better, that when you find something that, you know, is your jam, like, you know, I got this uh, breakfast smoothie, protein smoothie that I make now and I'm not the same if I don't have it, you know, (laughs) I mean, and it's back in, you know, and so many things like green beans and broccoli and things like that. I like the taste of them now. And I used to didn't like the taste of them. And it's because I know they're good for me, you know, and I know, you know, I want my body to be like that car engine, like you were talking about. And that food is just, it's just gas for me. It don't have to be an orgasmic event every time I eat it. You know what I mean? It can be gas. Fill in the it, type.
1: Yes, absolutely. When and that's not to say that, you know, we don't enjoy those other types of food periodically, right? Um, we're human beings. I mean, food is great. It's a wonderful thing. So fun food is great, but it's all as you've done in experience smarty. It's about consistency, right? And so, um, uh, but yes, once you're able to start to major strides towards those goals that you have for yourself, the, those, the why behind, um, what you're doing, you, you get, the reason the sacrifice now has purpose behind it, and you get to see and feel that the changes being made. And so, yes, you're right. It's so much. Better to and easier to create discipline once things are going the way you want, and not only that, just also physiologically, you're you're eating several times a day, you're eating you know lower glycemic index foods, you're eating higher fiber foods with more protein, uh, you're eating better carbs, and so your your blood sugars are balanced, your your hormones, uh, even your hunger hormones, things are just more balanced, and so that psychologically, even subconsciously, you're able to make healthier choices for yourself.
0: Yeah. 300%. Yeah. Okay. So, so talking about races and like race day. Well, one thing we want to, you know, I'll go back and repeat and, and share this funny. I think I might have shared it with you already, but we had a like a coaches roundtable uh, a month or so back. And I asked the coaches, or I didn't, well, I asked the question, but there was questions question sent in by listeners. And one of the listeners asked about carb loading. And one of the coaches' statements were, uh, if you carb load the night before a race, then you have a tendency to carb unload the day of the race.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I just yeah. thought that was no, very true.
0: But anyway, so... Yeah, no, it's very true. So talk, talk a little bit about, like, race day nutrition, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. it's hard to put broccoli and green beans and mm-hmm. things like that in your pouch, yeah. in your vest. Yeah. So yeah. Well, how... What kind of game plan is smart you know mm-hmm. do you suggest so let's mm-hmm. let's start with uh sh- well this is an ultra running podcast so shorter distances here is at 50k so that's 31 miles mm-hmm. for the right. fast for the fast ones that's three to five hours and mm-hmm. for you know and the time cutoffs are usually around nine hours for most of them so yeah. anywhere from Three and a half to nine hours time of running. Yeah,
1: Yeah. with those, I mean, I think the first thing to acknowledge is you're eating differently during race day than you know ninety five percent of people. So we have to understand race day eating is not how someone should eat from day to day, right? We have to understand that Um, we're eating for performance. Um, Simple carbohydrates, some complex carbohydrates, uh, low protein, moderate fat, high carb. Just from in general. And so, you know, for ultra runners, uh, speaking in a, eating, eating under an hour for performance is one thing, but then eating for three hours plus two hours plus even is, is also different. Um, and so like if I was starting a client, um, and we were I was assessing how we should approach their race day eating or reevaluate their race day eating. Maybe they've done it a certain way and we need to tweak it a little bit. First thing I look at is for that individual, there's sort of a, a threshold that I start with. Um, at you know once we hit about two hours, there's a certain eating method obviously from from zero minutes up to that, but um, we start to, we well, let me just back up here because I think it's good to acknowledge, okay, when we start the race, really our pre-race fuel of high carb, low protein, moderate fat, that pre-race meal should be something along the, those lines. We're talking, um, you know, bagels and peanut butter is like the most generic example I can think in my head. Um <clears throat> and then, you know, that could be up to an hour before the race. And um, you know, we have high water with electrolytes, you know, some simple carbs in there, but within the first hour we're having just again, very generally, this can range somewhat greatly depending on the person, but um, we're having about you know 40 grams of carbs within the first hour. And then we kind of respect that up to about two hours. But when we hit two hours plus, we can go 50% to even double the amount of carbs every serving. Um, even now, about every 30 to 45 minutes. So not only are we eating more carbs, We're eating them more frequently. And that's simply because we're now performing, the longer we run, the more we're working from an an area of deficit from our sports nutrition. And so not only are we, we're not relying on what's in the tank, we're starting to rely on what we eat and what we're eating every even half hour. So uh, that's a very generalized approach that I would start as a baseline to get really specific with the clients but the types of food are important true are, are important too and obviously there's you know the 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 high sugar gel packs that are great work for most people um but even some things is like cut up peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are one thing that I is kind of like a go to for me for clients um you know, and, and a lot of places have ready to, ready to go, like high sodium stuff like Cheez Its or, or, or even, even candy. And those things have their place. But I tell people early on, you know, when you're training and when you're working with a coach, really looking at more of those whole food things kind of with your gel packs is if we can try to find your own remedy. Because like you would know, Marty, we don't want to go to race day and now start eating different types of foods, right? Um, we, we want to really hone in on what works for you and what helps you perform at your best.
0: Yeah. And, and Ultra ultras, just about every one I've ever been to that has aid stations, has peanut butter and jelly sandwiches cut into quarters or halves or holes. And, uh You know, so that's usually readily available, even if you don't want to supply it yourself. But, you know, a lot of times I will take the Uncrustables that are uh, peanut butter and jelly. And like if you have, you know, there are some Ultras that are multiple laps or whatever, or either you have crew meetups so you can have your own, you know, nutrition handy. You don't have to carry it all with you or depend on an aid station.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And all that's a factor. So with those general practices, I get into you know a lot of detail with clients depending on their needs and their response to certain foods or their certain types of carbs even. Um, and I've had clients that have to have you know so like a lot more carbs during runs and stuff. So, um, but using a baseline approach and building off of that is is ultimately what we have to do.
0: Yeah. Now, one thing that I've learned since I've been working with you is not necessarily the carb count but the calorie count you know back when i first started doing ultras i was trying to go more towards 300 plus calories an hour and I had a lot of problems, you know, I didn't realize it was from too many calories and it may not have been from too many calories. But since I've been working with you, I guess because I've been eating things that didn't have as many calories in them, that it's hard for me to get up to that much in an hour of calorie. You know what I mean? And so I've gotten to where I consume about 220 now, 230 calories in an hour. And that's plenty for me. I I think any more than that, it feels like, you know, too much. And so, you know, is there a, do you have a formula or you, is it more about the the grams of carbs to you or is there a formula for figuring out calories?
1: Yeah, I it it is more so in my opinion, it's a ratio of, of protein, fats, and carbs because um, not all calories are created equal, right? And so, like to go to your example, three hundred calories. Well, someone could eat three hundred calories of of you know something, Candy and three hundred. <laughs> yeah, and the, and seventy percent of the three hundred calories could be protein. Well, that's not going to help you at all, right? Well, I mean, it will, but nowhere near what you're trying to do. Um, and so that's why looking at at, at grams of carbs. Um, and your other macros, and taking kind of a, uh, a an approach of a ratio, um, it can then help set the standard for how many car, how many grams of carbs you could have. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the, the ratio of your macros is much more valuable than just a number of, of calories. Yeah. Okay.
0: So now this is. Diving into your bodybuilding background, I just—I was at a race a couple of weeks ago, crewing this guy who's kind of a bodybuilder himself, and so he's taking in all these additional supplements in addition to his fuel during the race. Like, I can't think of the name of the stuff now, but uh starts with a C—citrulline, maybe, or something like that. Are you familiar citrulline, with citrulline? Yes. Yeah. Is that is that like yeah. a, a recovery type supplement or what? What does that do? It's,
1: well, specifically, citrulline is an amino um, amino acid that helps um, promote uh, vasodilation, promotes blood flow, the expansion of blood blood vessels. Um, and so, like in the gym world, it helps. Well, I mean, really in anything, but it's it's more of a gym supplement universally um, that just helps blood flow go to muscle cells to to push oxygen, nutrients, and hydration to muscles to help them re- re- grow and recover. But I mean, even from from a perspective of a, of a runner, um, it can help oxygenate muscle cells, you know, for running. Um, and so, citrulline is great. Augmenting, um, that I would. There's a lot of supplements that could help per- per- performance enhancement, even for runners. Um, and, and it's such a the supplement industry is such an expansive universe. Um, but there are certainly some very generic, but very useful and very readily studied, uh, example that could be helpful and citrulline would be one of them.
0: So would you not, would you recommend somebody using something like that during an ultra, a really long race for
1: I. I think it, it, it certainly it, it's not going to be anything that leads to dehydration or leads to it's not a stimulant by any degree at all. So, um, in in from a general very general aspect, it's it doesn't have unless somebody's obviously allergic to something like a a, a citrulline or this the supplement itself. Um, yeah, it could certainly be helpful. Um, help oxygenate muscle cells and help dilate the blood vessels to promote. The ease of more blood flow. Yeah. So
0: what about like BCAAs? Is that the same thing? Is citrulline the same
1: thing? So citrulline is an amino acid, but it's not what's called a branched chain amino acid. There's also different types of amino acid supplements. Right beside branched chain amino acids is essential amino acids, EAAs. you know, very popular in in the gym world, um, but I mean, that's just because that's where a certain supplement is marketed towards. Doesn't mean it still couldn't be helpful for um, for a, a bike athlete, for a running athlete, for a, a Spartan athlete. Um, there, because simply it's how something like that helps helps the human body. So, amino acids are going to be crucial in what they call um, muscle protein synthesis. So. It helps, you know, protein is broken down into amino acids. That's how your body uses it to replenish, repair, and recover. So when you use a supplement like that, it helps the process of utilizing the, like, the macronutrient protein for recovery. It just helps it make it a more streamlined, efficient affair. Um, and so you'll see a lot of amino acid supplements used just like during an event, during a workout, or obviously Post training as well, um, just to help put the body in an environment where it has more um, more nutrition, more supplementation for potentially more optimal recovery. Yeah,
0: is there such a thing as actually recovering during a run, or just um, that...
1: well, physiologically, yes, right? Because your body wouldn't be able to continue to function unless actively um, recovering, if that makes sense. Um, but from what I feel like more of your question is from, um, not, not necessarily because obviously something like, like an ultra event is ongoing, right? You, you're not necessarily now you can catch a second wind. You can program your training to where you know when you can push hard and when you can pull back, depending on your times and, and what your, what your, we you want your splits to be like that. Uh, but like actually recovering in, um, that's certainly going to be, you know, from training session to training session or from race to race, or obviously right. your training blocks of, 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 you know, from, from your entire, um, training block for a race. Like that's whenever true recovery is going to happen.
0: Yeah. The reason I was asking that is because I know, I think when I was pre- doing my, I was in the middle of my first hundred miler, I don't remember who it was actually. I think it might have been my coach, my running coach, but someone said to me that or or asked my crew, is he eating any protein or he needs to eat some protein? And he needs to eat some fat at a certain point. And it was probably after sixteen, eighteen hours of straight running, you know, and, you know, because you mentioned earlier certain percentages of carbs, fat, and protein is mm-hmm. if you're doing a really long race, like a hundred or you know, or something that's going over 24 hours, is there a point where you should take in more protein and fat uh, to help? Yeah. Do yeah. Something yeah that's a great.
1: Yeah. That's a great point to clarify, Marty. Yes, there is because we're not talking about just even like a three hour race or a five hour race where you wouldn't really need to have that priority. When you're talking about a hundred, uh, you know, a century run, a century ride. Yeah, we do. Now we're not going to need, like if you look at your day of eating where we have your total protein intake, you're not going to meet that in, in a century run. And that's not smart to do. That's still way too much protein because that's an event day where your body's trying to function at a certain level. Um, and so, you know, where I would say, you know, higher protein would need to be Probably every six hours or so. Um, the studies do show that your body is actively using, utilizing, digesting and utilizing food for up to the last previous six hours of what you fed it. Um, so that's a real, like, again, from a generalized approach, taking that and then applying it to the client to see how, how it goes for them. Um, but, but yes, a big, big, big event we do, we would have to have, we would have to change at some point the ratios of those macronutrients
0: what about fat same thing same difference for fat
1: yeah yeah because fat's important big time energy macronutrient um substantial energy macronutrient um and for really for athletes like you and other runners that's really your primary source um or function of fat on on a day of an event is is for energy um fats are actually there's certain fats specifically. Um, like medium chain triglycerides, MCT, right? You've probably heard about, um, it's found a lot in coconut oil. Um, there's so many supplements now with it. Um, ketogenic people like to have MCT, but uh, um, that's an example of a fat that is actually quicker to for your body to use than even, even sugar um, just because of, of the makeup of a triglyceride like that. So, yes, fats are certainly going to need to be implemented too on a long event day.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I was just pulling out a, a typical gel of mine to see if it had fat in it. And it looks like it does have... A little bit. A little bit. Well, this one has zero grams of fat.
1: Yeah. It? Some of them I've seen, you know, five. You know, I looked at one today from a client. He sent me one and it had 14 grams of fat in a gel. Wow. Which is, yeah, which is substantial. So, um, now that would certainly be a longer event. We're talking... You know, three plus hours, were you know, even longer, where that would be, because if it's any, if it's anything under that, the fat you've already ate, even the day prior, the morning before, that's going to sustain you.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, going back to the protein, just for clarifying things, do you think it matters? Like, for instance, I, for me, it would be easy every six hours to just crush a uh, protein shake with some. Mm-hmm mixed with water or almond milk or something like that because i could just down that you know uh, would that be the smartest bet is that considered like pure protein or just like eating some turkey or chicken breast?
1: yeah i think you got to look at rate of digestion um in a situation like that party um where like a, a whether it be a vegan protein powder or a whey protein powder Um, both are incredibly, um, fast digesting. So I think it would be a better choice to have some sort of supplementation of protein rather than like eating a chicken breast or then, um, even eating like, um, you know, jerky or things like that. Cause your body has to work much harder to break that down. Um, and so, and not only that, you have the convenience of drinking it. Um, and so there's no perfect answer to that, but in, in, most general cases, that's going to be a better example because you can get it in quicker and it's going to digest really efficiently.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, I use a vegan protein called Organe. That's mm-hmm. the one I use and it's yeah. got a good taste to it. And so I've stuck with it. Yeah. One of my previous nutrition consultants has a problem with whey protein. I forgot what it was, but
1: yeah, <laughs> that's not uncommon. Whey protein, it can be tricky on the digestive system.
0: Yeah. Okay. So can you think of anything else? Uh I th- good points yeah, that we've left out.
1: Yeah, I think and, you know, just one thing to to bring up um, that kind of would tie tie it all together is um you know, anybody interested in Met Pro, um, well, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you, Marty, my my link, my calendar link where if anybody has questions, they can just jump on my calendar. I'd be happy to to jump on the phone um or zoom with anybody. Um, but I would uh I would say that. Foundationally speaking, in order to obtain the, the the enhancements in performance or body composition or weight loss, we have to understand that where our metabolism is at right now, that, that needs focus. Yes, your habits need focus. And yes, you probably have several habits that need to change. And that stuff will be worked on and worked with. Um, but our metabolism in most cases just is not operating at a level of efficiency in order to pursue what you're trying to pursue. So at MetPro, that is the primary focus is to help your metabolism become a more op- optimal environment for us down the goals that you have. Yeah. And I
0: think one important point that I would want to make about having a nutrition coach or consultant in general, you know, as ultra runners, We kind of look at like when you're hurting, you avoid the medical tent because we're afraid they're going to try to pull us out of the race. (laughs) And so we don't go ask for their help. But I had the uh, opportunity to work in a medical tent at Western States this year. And it's exactly the opposite of that. Those people will do anything in their power to help you stay in that race. And so we can admit that maybe our perception is wrong about a few things, or at least mine is. Yes. And the same thing applies with, with a nutrition coach or consultant or whatever you want to call it. Uh, my thinking always told me that, you know, that what you were going to do in my relationship with you is yell at me every time I didn't do it right. But yeah. it's not about that. It's you, you want me to succeed. And so yeah. you don't beat me up. You try to lift me up and empower me and make my, make it help me to understand that it's not that complicated or that hard. I can make it a pleasurable experience. You know? Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you, You don't know what you don't know, right, Marty? And so. Part of my job is, is to not only help you and, and lead the way, but uh, you know, I want to teach you how, um, because there's value in obtaining information that you can continue to apply, you know, years from now. Um, so it's always my priority as a coach to not only tell you what we're doing, but why we're doing it. Um, yeah, I could bark orders and my day would be a lot easier. And if you listen, it's going to work. Right. Um, but I, I truly love investing in. In clients, so that the way they can legitimately leave with being a better athlete, with being know how knowing how, to, how and why to take care of themselves, to not only reach their goals, but how do I learn to sustain this level of performance or sustain this level of of enhancing what I do and what I love, and also maintaining and building on the physical changes that I've made to my body?
0: Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. All right, you got any final points you want to make? No, not at all, man. I I
1: appreciate the time. This has uh, been wonderful. I definitely appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yep, yeah, it's my pleasure. I want. I've been wanting to do this uh, to make it clear that it's just you know, it's not just about weight loss. Even though a big part of my journey has been about that. But it's really because I wanted my performance to be better. (laughs) And I've got this body negativity thing with all the loose skin from before. And so I really had all three of those goals in mind. I still do. And and I think I've already gotten significant help with it. And hopefully, you know, that will continue. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll put your contact information in the show notes. And I've already put a link to the website, the MetPro website, uh, in every show note and on my website and so if you just want to if it's a different link than what i have you can text it to me or whatever and i'll put it in the notes
1: all right thank you pal
0: all right i appreciate your time i will uh when i get it'll probably be the weekend when this gets ready to go and i'll i'll send you a copy
1: all right, all right. Okay, and then um, off the record, I'll uh, things look good, Marty. I'll text you tomorrow with some of the game plan heading into the weekend, okay? All right. All right, That's pal. You hey, have a great evening, okay? Okay, you too. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.
0: All right, friends. That is a wrap for my chat with Coach Ryan Padilla from MetPro. He is my coach with MetPro, and he has taught me a lot about nutrition and how to turn that food into fuel. As you can probably tell from what I talked about in that episode about being uh, grossly overweight for a big part of my life, I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with food, and it don't have to be that way. If you are into running long distances and want to improve, then learning how to turn your food into fuel to help to improve your performance, whether it be through losing weight, you know, which will... Uh, if nothing else, it will lower your impact on every step, but also, you know, the fact that you lower your inflammation because you're eating better foods and all that good stuff, it, it just, uh, it's very helpful. I have said before, and I'll say it again, but it's a limited time, you can call MetPro and get a free consultation. And if you mention the Miles with Marty podcast, you can save $500 off your subscription. And uh, that's a huge savings. I want to thank you for sharing your Miles with Marty today. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I know there are lots of choices out there for you to spend your time listening to and watching and doing. But the fact that you chose an hour of your time today, basically, to listen to me and my crazy stories and one of my guests, and to try to learn something about nutrition, it means the world to me. If you liked it, if you like what you heard, share it with a friend. Give us a review on social media uh, or on the platforms that you listen to the podcast on. Uh, we're on social media at Miles with Marty Podcast on Instagram. We've got a website, mileswithmarty.com, and uh, also on Facebook, Miles with Marty Podcast check us out thanks again for all your support and i hope you have a wonderful day and run happy